Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot Podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. Flirt Nowitzki, a.k.a. Thirst Trap Porzingis, a.k.a. Diddy Hendrix, a.k.a. the one true king of the South. And to my left is my wonderful and gracious co-host, as always. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Ali Nicole, a.k.a. your favorite little shit talker, a.k.a. that bald-headed badass, a.k.a. queen of the vile, a.k.a. Toximus Prime, a.k.a. Trilivia Dope, and most, but certainly not least, that little baby who just won't listen. Without a flight confirmation. Without a... I ain't paying attention to not shit you gotta say. Without a flight confirmation. Brandon, I ain't gonna hold you. We haven't been back from cabin season, what, 24 hours yet? Barely? Yeah, it w- barely 24. I got my flight confirmation this morning. Who child. I don't, I don't envy your life at this point it must be so stressful to have all of these niggas wanting to fly you out and only so and only so much pto you can take who's taking pto for this you want you want you i didn't finesse i've been off of work with shit listen guys i hate slavery and lately when it comes to my job all right let me back up i am hoarse i have not had a voice since friday okay shorty currently sounds like she smoked two packs a day and that is because... I sound like the poster child for lung cancer. <laughs> so you sound like one of the true fans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and what's crazy is that it's been on and off. So Friday, I did bottle service for the Black Youngster concert. So I'm yelling over scammers and drug dealers. And then Saturday, we had cabin season. Damn. And on top of not sleeping, because Thursday night, I was on call for work. Then I had to go into the office. Then at... Thursday night, she was on call for work. Yeah, then I had to go into the office, and I was I'm exhausted. So I just, oh. I haven't slept on top of being exhausted, on top of using my voice, on top of being lit at cabin season. Uh, my body was like, girl, uh. And then last night, I went to go see a friend of mine because I've been neglectful. So. Oh, so you're a better person than me. I just tired. had to continue to, to neglect that nigga until well, the no, next day. Because <laughs> when my friends hit me up and they're like, hey, I'm going through things. I feel you. you like, know what I, mean? I like, too have I have too have done that recently where I'm like, you know what? This is very inconvenient for me. But you need me. You need me. So I'm here. And you're not and I I don't care what you got going on, you're never gonna feel like an inconvenience. Even though it is. It could be a total imposition. But I'm you, not gonna tell you that, that to your face. And I'm not gonna make you feel like that. <laughs> to, to your, your face. face. So So no, and it's not that. And even okay, so let's be honest here, right? If we're all grown, we're all keeping it one hundred. Reaching out to somebody is inconvenient. It's inherently inconvenient because whatever you have to do, whatever I have going on or not wanting to have going on, because we had a long ass weekend, friend, it's going to interrupt me in order to be there for you. It, and, and it's vice versa. I interrupt my friends all the time. But it's not even about a worth thing because I do believe that there are hierarchy in friends. But if you came to me and you were like, hey, I, I, need, I need you to be my person right now. I'm not going to tell you no. And especially when it's a you-specific type of situation. And, and this like, particular thing it was because this particular individual doesn't have a lot of people who can relate to his, the lifestyle that he has. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'm here for you. So on top of all the fucking drinking that we did this weekend, came over, he's like, I got say, You know it's been a long weekend. You can't even entice me with liquor. I was like, bro, I will just drink the lemonade. I, I don't want anything to drink. 
I so I got home. So let's first for, let's first um first from let's before we complain right. about how we feel now. Let's first um give a huge shout out to Aaron, Sunel, Drew, the entire Cabin Season team for uh inviting your uh favorite problematic podcast to Cabin Season. Yes. Um to host the second cabin. So again, for all you niggas who saw my social media recap post and been like, why didn't you invite me? Or damn, I wish I would have known about this. Fuck you. The reason why I say We've that. We've been promoting this for, for two months. You knew this for. You know the criteria. And if, and for those who hit me, I hit them like, hey, here's how you get in. Here's what you do. Blah, 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 blah. I didn't cheese anybody on this trip. I, I said, listen, I am just a mere promoter. And if you go to these men and you're really seriously interested, $75 deposit. Ain't no way around it. Don't don't come embarrassing me because you broke. Yeah. Don't Don't pay late. Don't 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 bristle at the $75 deposit. Don't bristle at the final cost. Because again, what you get out of it is a lot more than what you put into and honestly, that trip should be a little bit more expensive than it is, if we're being real. Listen, I am thankful that I paid grand total of my fees of working for that trip because again it was we have also paid our dues listen i listen i we have also paid our dues okay we was in Cabin there season has killed me we was in there from in there you feel me and so so yeah so we've been promoting this for two months if you just now found out about it, it's not my fault <laughs> it's not my fault it's not anyways so shout out to the entire Cabin season team um for inviting us and and allowing us to not only host the second cabin so they got so big that they really couldn't fit everyone who was willing and ready to pay to go in one cabin so we got a second cabin so we got a second cabin we had Fill that bitch out too yeah we had damn near 50 people on this trip and, all young and, black millennials everyone in the middle of the mountains in tennessee Literally, the hills have eyes. There was and, no service. Which was beautiful to be so disconnected. There was The, the Wi-Fi was not for everybody, because if you put everybody on that bullshit-ass Wi-Fi, also, then no one has Wi-Fi. How often do you just get to not be present? You know what I mean? How often do you get a break? How often do you just get to say, I need to, you know what I mean? Like, you're constantly on your phone. You're constantly engaged online in some capacity. And part of it is our part of for, for us is like we have to be right. So there's been times I would love to disconnect from social media and from the world because it'd be pissing me off. But however, my job, my po- my podcast, my hobbies all require me to have some relevancy as far as what is going on. So for a two to three day period where I'm like, I don't have to. Be present. I don't have to pay attention right. to whatever the fuck is going on outside of these four walls. It was amazing. And no offense, I didn't care. Whatever the world needed from me, it's not like I was three and a half hours away. I couldn't get to you anyway. And it felt good to not be so fucking present. The only thing I knew I needed to do was catch these games on Sunday afternoon. That's the only thing I knew. And you did. And, and, and there was arrangements made for me to do such. So I'm good. I also took a nap. You took several naps. It was glorious. No. Well, the first night you just passed out. It wasn't necessarily I passed a nap. Out. It wasn't oh. necessarily a nap. It wasn't. It was, a, it it was, was like, like I need two minutes, and then I closed my and eyes. It turned into eight hours. Eight hours of glorious sleep, and then I was litty the rest of the time we were there. I think me. I think me and Jay like carried you into the room. I don't remember getting from the couch to the bed. <laughs> like you tried to fight us at first, and we was like, listen. Don't fight me. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> like Cal, like Cal was like, bro, I will put you in the bed. Like, like I will physically pick you up and put you in this. I was, bed. was like, mm, I was like, Alex, and I was dead ass like, leave me alone. I was like, 
Alex, you're sleeping on the couch where you have a whole room that has been paid for right over there. Just <laughs> go there. Anyways, so first and foremost, shout out to um, Everyone. the hosts and every shout out to all the people who came. I, if I can be all the way real, because this is be this is my fourth cabin season. This group of people was so special. Listen, it was y'all were so fucking great, and I mean just the energy on the way in, the energy throughout the trip. Everybody was sincere. They were open. Like there was no riff. No, no. They were they we they so were authentically fun. themselves. Yes, they were off. They there was there was no one who was like just kind of playing a corner, playing by themselves. No. And that's happened in a couple of captain seasons I've been at where it's like because it, honestly it is difficult where it's like you come into a hills have eye scenario. And maybe you come by yourself or you come with your one rollie and you don't know anybody else or you just know the host. And so you're just like, okay, you're trying to figure out the vibe and some people don't figure that out. And so, but to have everyone who came on this trip, whether it was their fifth time, sixth time or first, first time, time, and everyone was like, okay, We're cool. family now. We're yeah. family. We rocking. We bonded we immediately. And to be honest with you, I it was so much fun. Listen, I, listen, I owe niggas a trip to Detroit. The, I, <laughs> I owe I, niggas a trip to Detroit. I have to pull up because honestly, Detroit traveled eight hours to come down. I owe niggas a trip to Detroit. So we are definitely at some point, like our friend group is going to go travel to Detroit. And you know, Detroit for Listen, me and Beloved is like second home. So. Um, just keep, we're gonna just, pull down to the niggas in Atlanta. Hey, listen, when I come to Detroit, take take me to the Coney. Take me not to, don't take me to one downtown. I don't want the downtown Coney. I want I want the one where I feel slightly unsafe. Take me to that Coney. Yeah, I need bullet. I need the bulletproof guys and the shorty who's rude as fuck. Um, we got we owe we owe down to a trip to Atlanta. We have to make a trip down to Atlanta. Um, and just kind of just you know, and actually, and I, we gotta I, get back to DC too. So and Charlotte, I need to go Charlotte. Um, but like, long story short, so we bonded as a family kind of immediately. Um, there was also this um whole competition. Okay. Whole competition during the thing. I you mean, know what? I... But let me let me let me finish because I ain't even gonna get that shady yet. And, yeah. I, and I do think that them, implement, them implementing this kind of competition theme helped the bonding because we all are very competitive. Yes. In order to be young, black, and millennial and kind of be successful in your field, you have to have some level of competition and some level of competitiveness, in my humble opinion. To, like, beat out all these other people in your regular day life to kind of do your job, you have to have that level of competition. So that often transfers over into your recreational shit, too. So I think that was a brilliant move on their part to kind of have that level of competition. That way, even during the adult, if there's like a lull or if there's like a time when niggas are tired, it's like, look, we still got this competition popping. And so we had three captains. It was me and you were two of the captains. And shout out to big homie Lex was a, was a, was a third final captain. I love Lex. Um, we, we had a whole draft and everything, you know. So it was really lit. It was really lit, like team colors to names, all that shit. Everything was brought. Shout out to Team Don't Be No Bitch. Y'all gave it y'all all. I am still a proud team captain. And I we did lose. And it's okay. We also cheated. We were playing against y'all and the refs at this point. No, okay. This must be how old state felt, bro. Listen, first and foremost, because I wasn't gonna I, I wasn't gonna beat them. This must have been how old state felt. No, because we were playing against y'all and the refs. As a matter of fact, huge fuck you to Drew. <laughs> Nah, because first and foremost, and if we going to break this down, first and foremost, during fucking Flip Cup, y'all were playing one less nigga. I didn't know. That wasn't on me. 
as a team captain. That wasn't on me. You're supposed to know. No, we had one person who dropped out of the trip. And then we had another person. I was actually down two people because we had one person drop out of the trip. And then we had another person, Cherry, who couldn't play because she was cooking. So. And so, and so, and y'all didn't make that up by making niggas go twice or anything like that. I went twice. So, long story short, y'all niggas had one less flip than us. Which didn't matter because team respect to shooters, the orange team beat y'all ass anyway. You barely won when you won, though. We but we won. Okay, Clemson. We won. Moving on. And hold on, hold on. Do not interrupt. <sighs> my shout out to the winners. Oh my god. Team respect to shooters. Do not interrupt because then after we disposed of a green team, disposed. We came and then we had a we staged a, oh, we staged a 2016 Cavalier comeback on the yellow team. All right. Cause one of my one of my teammates, you know, we had a bag flip cup round. Shorty just Shorty couldn't hit that shit shit, and it it, we, it was looking bad in the first half of the, of the second game, and then poor Vontae started started counting his chickens before they hatched, and we came back on that ass. So shout out to the orange team, shout out to your, your team captain celebrates our victory. That's all. That's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. You okay. know what I'm saying. All right, you got that out of your system, friend. Some, some acknowledgement, you feel me? Shout out. Okay. We had a wonderful weekend. We did have a wonderful weekend. And we're, I'm we're paying for it today. I'm not even going to lie. I'm so happy to be fucking home. We're paying for it. I Baby, feel like I got a car crash. I got into my a car body, I woke up, my whole body was like, girl, love. All right, sis. Cool. All right. I woke up sore. I'm like, how the fuck? I didn't even do what I woke up, fuck? my body was like, <laughs> we also played the box like 50 11 times. If I never hear the box for like the next like three weeks, and shout out to Roddy Rich, right? Because I'm proud. That song is a banger. And we had to, we had to keep streaming the Young King because these white pop stars are trying to hate on my nigga. So we definitely stream. I have definitely streamed Roddy Rich like a, at least a couple times a day, right? Every little bit counts. But honestly, I'm cool if I don't hear that song for a little while. He got other songs we can stream. He got other songs. And the album is fire. Yeah, he got some His other songs we can fire. stream. So, you know, so we, ain't gotta, we ain't got to play the box. But I will say this. We just can't go out in Cincinnati for a couple weeks. So that's okay. Yeah, no, nah, I can't do it. <laughs> Otherwise, we go here. Actually, we don't. my black ass, If uh, I'm glad that I don't have anything on the book. Actually, Young Queen will be in Toledo this weekend. I have to pull up on a couple of my friends up there. Um, because, again, A, I don't know peace. I was like, you don't know peace. Are, you're never going to know peace. No. Also, Thursday is my dad's birthday. Shout to pops. So, anybody that knows me knows that like I'm a huge daddy's girl. Like my dad is more than just my dad. Like he's my best friend. I talk to my dad about everything, every move I've ever made in my life. I've discussed with my dad in in length. And so, to have a parent who is you know of age, and to still be my dad is a living legend, like a living legend. That man is walking history. He is walking art, and. I can genuinely say that, excuse me, without him, I'm not the woman. I'm, I would never be close to nowhere near. I can't imagine the kind of woman I would ever be without my father. So black fathers matter. And I am so glad to say that not only was my father dad to me, all his kids, but also the neighborhood. I grew up with a lot of my girlfriends where my father was the only father they had. And selfish me got sick of that shit. But he I was, was like, wait a minute, nigga, hold on. That's my daddy. Like my dad to a point was like, he gave them money, advice. You know what I'm saying? He was their protector as well. My dad was always, like, my dad maintained a safe home. My house was always that house to be at because the way my father had shit set up. You knew that if you crossed that path, that, that threshold of 11641, that you would always be safe. 
you knew that there was a man in that house. And my dad has always been a man. So shout out to dad. Happy birthday, Pops. I got to figure out what the fuck I'm doing for my dad. First, get your voice back. Let's let's start there. Then, right. then figure out what that what the king wants. What I had to do was funny is that as soon as we pulled up to Tennessee, I had called dad from the road because my mom this weekend was also in Cleveland. So and my son was with his father. So I called dad because he's at home by himself with a dog. And I was like, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, I'm playing with Tidbit. And I was like, okay, are you fine? He's like, so you were he's so he asked me where I'm at. I was like, oh, I'm in Tennessee for a cabin trip. He says, so your mom's in Cleveland. Your son is gone. You not here. So everybody just left me for dead. You, I'm like, this is so, this is, this is dramatic. I know where you get it from now. This is so dramatic. I, 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 I know where, I know the bloodline, where it came from. So I sent my dad, so I door dashed my dad some food. It's like, here, dad. <laughs> On the road. On the road. For, like, literally, as soon as we pulled up to Tennessee, I just sent him some food, like, here, bro. He's like, send me some of the food from one of them little fancy restaurants you be at, bro. And you're not going to get fancy for me. Not DoorDash for it. Fancy. But you're going to get some chicken wings. I got you. Also, and I did. I sent him some. I think I DoorDashed him some Wingstop. So, yes. Lemon pepper <laughs> with the ranch. And, of course, he complained about it. Because he's, he's your father. And he's just like, you sent me this shit? Your mama cooked better than this. Why didn't she? I was like, Dad, that's not my job. It's not my responsibility. One of my responsibility is send you food. I just, I just can't imagine you being at home by yourself not eating. So, anyway, so happy birthday, pops! I gotta figure out what I'm doing. You ready to put this week in rice, friend? Yeah, because but while we were chilling in the cabin, niggas started nigging badly. So Ti cares more about hymens than his son's hands, because King got beat up. Well, if you look at the slow motion <laughs> replay, he actually ducked a lot of them punches. Yeah, but still. It just, but, but, he didn't land enough, though. He, he lost 10-9 on the scoreboard, you know what I'm saying, on the scorecard, but he didn't yeah. get knocked out. He just, he listen, he was trying. He was trying. At least he, at least he didn't go out like Brother Nature. Nick, first of all, it's hard for me to look at Brother Nature's tweets. We're so positive and shit after you, yeah. after you threatened to kill niggas. And you and literally you, started a fight and got your ass whooped. You threatened to kill niggas and then didn't do nothing about it. And then was upset because not only did he start the fight, right? Then you got your ass whooped, as you asked for. And then got online talking about some. I got jumped. And then only people that they did was stand around and record. Yeah. Because that's what you get from running your fucking mouth. <laughs> you wanted to get jumped. Also, Where I thought, I'm from, you tell niggas you a dead man. A punch better throw or something. Listen, you, te- you tell niggas you a dead man. Don't run your mouth. Run your hands. I don't pull up my strap for show, baby. So we can start. Maybe gonna show up, but use that bitch. Period. But he did bounce back though. He got Jordan. He got Jordan Woods playing with Canella. First of all, Jordan Woods has definitely went on this whole "I am a black woman" tour. I love it. You ain't seen her with a near white woman. You ain't seen her with nothing. You ain't even seen her with nothing light skin. No, she was. She's been the light skin. She's been the light skin woman in a lot of her photos, which is funny as fuck. But Jordan Woods has definitely gone on her "I am a nigger" tour, and so it was a perfect mesh. Brother Nature needed some like some some positive clout after getting his ass beat at Art Basel. Jordan Woods needed to keep reminding people that hey, I'm a black woman. And so they came together, was feeding Canella and all that other shit. So you know we we stand a, a, a mutually beneficial partnership. I fuck with it out here feeding Canella. Anyway, so. I'm going to save that one from the last one. But what? Oh, of all the asses that Odell Beckham Jr. could be slapping, he chooses a cop. Instead of you? Instead of me, bro. <laughs> all right, so. My ass was readily available, bro. 
My ass would have kept you out of trouble or got you into something. Hey, listen. My ass was right here, bro. Also, I was watching like the Twitter clips. That nigga was hot. He was drunk as fuck. No, no, no. No, that nigga was more than drunk. That nigga was. That nigga was. He was. He was Don John Snow. (laughs) He, He. He. He was riding that cowboy. Cause that he, I'm pretty sure like they gonna have to piece together. The clip. No, that's why them twi- that's why them clips are available because he got a he had to figure out what the fuck happened last night, bro. Like on some hangover. He's like I woke up with an arrest warrant out for my name. Like he was on the field playing like, players and shit. I, like my wallet is considerably lighter. Like what the fuck? He was literally handing players wads of cash in he, front of in, in in public in front of people. So hear me out, and this maybe it's just me because I don't get the sports right. Right. Why was it such a big deal that he was handing money to these college players? Tag me in. All right. Time stamp this. This is where Calvin explains the sports. So for, <laughs> I love this segment. Actually. So so for all of us who don't want to hear Calvin explaining the sports, please fast forward. So by rule, NCAA players are not allowed to legally get paid as far as like for their athletic services. Can he get paid? That's a gift. So, so like so they're not allowed to like Get so for certain things, they're not allowed to like be paid for being a football player. Got it. So, you know, as a as a guy's under the the thing of amateurism, as why like we want people to be a student athlete, but also the NCAA is a billion dollar organization. NCAA football itself is a billion dollar entity, and right. these players are the services. So we're paying everybody, but the niggas who actually are putting their lives on the line for this shit. Right? Why you old ass fuck? So. They're not allowed to get paid. Mind you, Chase Young, Ohio State. Ohio State, Heisman Trophy, like, finalist. One of the best players in college football. Did not get paid for that? Didn't get paid the entire season and had to sit out two games for suspension because he borrowed money from a family friend to fly his girlfriend out to the Rose Bowl last year. What? Yeah, so he borrowed money from from a homie, from from somebody in, that he met, like, before his Bro, freshman year. dead ass. Dead ass. Borrow money from a family friend. How did they find that out? Somebody snitched, or somebody, or somebody made somebody snitched to Ohio State and Ohio State because Ohio State had to report it to the NCAA because if they don't, and then they find out later, any game that Chase Young played in could have been in in Ohio State one could have been taken away. Because so, okay, so so, so it's first of all, what he should have done, what should have happened here, was the family friend should just bought the flight. Should have bought the flight. Right. But again, we weren't the smartest when we were juniors in college. And I hear you, but also niggas know so much about the sports except for bylaws. And, and so and so and actually, he took out a loan and then he paid. So he took like he loaned, and then Chase Young actually paid back said loan. But it was still reported that he took the money in the first place. So even though he paid it back, still against the rules. So he had to sit out two games. Oh my god! So that's so fucking dumb. So 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 that so that's the viewpoint of how we have to view this. And then you have Odell Beckham Jr., one of the most famous alumni for that program, literally in camera view giving <laughs> niggas like five hundred dollar handshakes, <laughs> sliding to you like your grandma slides you that twenty. Yeah, but like all them faces were blue. <laughs> he handed them niggas all blue faces. He can afford it. Exactly, but it was like so. It was like. And then, like, and then LSU got in trouble because LSU first said the money was fake, allegedly. And look at my face. Nigga, please. But then Joe Burrow. So Heisman winning quarterback, star quarterback, going to be a Cincinnati Bengal in, like, two and a half months. Oh. He's white. You don't want him. He's white. He's from Ohio, but he's white. So he's he spicy white. No, he's, like, 
pure white, like mayonnaise. Not even garlic ale, he's mayonnaise white. So he can be tainted. Sure. So here's my question. Also, but I don't know. There's rumors that the quarterback might be a, a, a Trump supporter, so. Yeah, yeah that, I can't cross that. Because I'm, like, I'm like, he's white. <laughs> he's oh, white, white. Nah. He's not even Travis. Kelsey white. He's like, white, white. <laughs> you're so, like, you're so white, like, I'd have to cross out your racist grandmother white. He's from Athens, Ohio. Oh, yeah. And beat your ass. Yeah. So, Heard you. So, but that quarterback was on a podcast, basically was like, yeah, that money was real as fuck. So this whole investigation, because, like, technically you can't pay players. So that that happened. He also tried to post up Carl Malone, which is one of the best basketball players of all time. I was weak watching that shit. And, like. Mind you, Carl Malone's, like, 6'10", like, 270. Odell Beckham Jr. is little. Odell Beckham's, like, 5'11", 190. <laughs> he tried to post him up. Also a tripod. Ma'am. I have a theory that Odell Beckham Jr. is I, a whole tripod. I, do not give a fuck. God. 70% of our listeners are women. They care. I care about that nigga catching passes for my football team. I, too, would like to catch. From him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> listen, y'all can, listen, you. I won't spare a single hole. You, both Jades, y'all can all take a trip up to Cleveland and just. And oh, we can take turns. Listen, figure it out. Have a. Have Actually, a, we could do this thing together. Three holes. Just rotate holes. Actually, all he needs is me. I won't spare a single hole, not a single one. Anyway, so then he, so then in the locker room after you celebrating the team's, he can flip a coin, ma'am. Sorry, okay, ma'am, ma'am. Sorry, I, I, I let it get away from me. I was trying to reel you in. I let let it get away from me. So after, so in the locker room after, so very LSU's like players are like lighting victory cigars, you know, kicking it. Um, one of a white white security officer, not even a real cop, like a security officer. Like, like, kind of harassing one of the black players who has a, who has a cigar lit, like, talking about, like, yeah, you can't smoke inside, like, you know, if it's fire hazard, blah, 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 blah. Kind of, like, giving them shit because, like, Joe, Joe Burrows lit a cigar and don't know and tell him shit. Right. And then Odell is, like, comes up and then slaps his security officer on the ass. <laughs> security officer look, looks back at Odell. Odell looks back and then just stares <laughs> at him, like, what's up? What you finna do? And so then the cop originally wanted to press civil assault charges for that. <laughs> oh, so straight men no consent. And then he decided against it. And so my, so I'm not taking any side on this argument because if I take either side, that means I either have to support a man slapping another man's ass without his consent or I have to support the police. I don't want to do either. It's just interesting to me when topics like this come up and straight men somehow automatically no consent. Like, like, the topic is always like, oh, hmm, so you do understand how consent works. Got it. I'm just, I'm going to tuck that one, though. Not today. That's a different tangent, different day. We'll move on, friend. We'll move on. Um, you know what? I'm going to do, I'm going to do this one first. Because that one kind of segues into the other one. So I'm going to do this one first. Um, Ivy Park has had the best rollout with Adidas I think I've ever seen. Um... I love a. I love the collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, Ivy Park and Beyonce. Ivy Park has partnered with Adidas to create a really creative, cool ass rollout. Now, Beyonce, if you remember, Beyonce was partnered with Topshop, but the moment it came out that the owner CEO of Topshop got me too. Got not even me too. I hate when you say that. I fucking hate it. No, or just stop being a fucking rapist. Stop being predatory. I'm not saying he. 
didn't deserve it, but that's what happened. So yeah, Beyonce, the moment that dropped, Beyonce bought out her shares, um, and walked away from the partnership, and then that's how we got the Adidas collaboration. Also, hearing the number of black creatives and the the black talent, black women that she had working on the behind the scenes things of this also makes me extremely proud. She actually she actually let, like walked out of a meeting with was it Reebok or Nike? Nike. Because the people they sent to pitch Both, her, actually, the people that they sent to pitch her wasn't diverse, and she was like, "Who the how the fuck are these motherfuckers gonna tell me how to reach black women when y'all don't have any?" Right, and just walk the fuck out. One thing I will say before you continue, ladies, for this highly anticipated drop, y'all probably should have talked to the sneakerheads how to figure out how to navigate. Highly anticipated drops. Hear me out. Because y'all was real frustrated. Adidas And you can tell y'all, ain't, y'all no. can never did this. Or also, Adidas played us. Y'all know the... Oh, anytime you mention Beyonce's name, it's going to break some shit. There was... Remember when Self-Title dropped and it, like, froze the streaming service? Froze it. Beyonce's Coachella had fucking shit so throttled and fucked up. Like, it... Fr- like, her performance online when you were streaming it froze. Anytime... That you have mentioned Beyonce and there's an, any type of highly anticipated collaboration. We've been waiting on this drop damn for a year, bro. So, yes, they should have anticipated this. And as someone, and here's what I'm telling you, that they don't give a fuck. So as someone who understands, like, I'm not a sneakerhead because I'm broke. <laughs> and not, like, these bills are I'm my sneakers. I'm not a sneakerhead because I don't wear sneakers. But, like, these bills take up all the money I would pay the sneakers. So, and that's it's just not something I prioritize. But I don't hate on the niggas who do. They, so, this Ivy Park drop, yes, it's, it's anticipated for a black woman market because it's kind of, it's one of the first of the kind that really is yes. catering to black women. Yes, yes, the clothes are unisex, but, like, it's catering to black women. Like, we know that. Nike and Adidas with their shoes, with the, with the Yeezys and Ultra Boost, with all the Jordans, like, they are used to high levels of traffic during these release times. They have never changed because they don't give a fuck. It's hype culture. So hype culture is like we're going to release a limited amount of shit or have everybody kind of like rush to see whoever gets it gets it. And if you get it, like it's a symbol of like exclusiveness. because it's a status thing. It's a status thing. Like I got them shit so you don't. And that's when resale prices come and beat everybody up, that, up the head because you got something that you bought for 150 now you're selling it for 500 Right. So there's niggas who make a living out of like buying shit and then flipping it. So what I say is like all the women, y'all know at least one nigga in your life who's a sneakerhead who's done this. Absolutely. That drop would have been the time to be like, hey, how do I navigate this? You think that my sneakerhead, the sneakerheads that I have in my life haven't already been on that for me? I'm Absolutely. talking about the woman who I'm listen, we know that Absolutely. we know that you plan ahead. We know if I see you, uh, we know a couple things about you, Ali. I'm listening. We know that you plan ahead for a lot of shit. We know that you will never know peace as long as long as long as long as you live the lifestyle that you currently live. We also know that if I ever see you with a white man, you are paid up. Those are three things I know about you for sure. And the fourth thing is you ain't never gonna take no shit from no nigga that can't make it worthwhile for you. No, I'm never gonna take no shit from no nigga. Because at the end of the day, he could walk out of my life right, right now, and I'm still going to be just fine. So we know those things. Just fine. So I'm not worried about you. I know you know, I know niggas helped you out. I'm not about to win, but again, 
women listeners who don't have their, their friendly neighborhood sneakerhead volunteering their services. You're right. So there's a couple points about this rollout that I wanted to touch on, right? A, we assumed that because it was Beyonce that the prices were going to be ridiculous as somebody who's paid $500 for concert tickets. So, like, dead ass. Paid it. No problems. Don't, don't care. Probably do it again. We'll do it again. When she goes on tour by herself. Do I'll, not, do not disrespect Jay-Z on this podcast. I do not, do nobody not. Nobody disrespected Jay-Z. I just want her to bring the kids and find a babysitter for her husband. I, shut up. You will not disrespect Sean and Corey Carter in this manner on the podcast. First of all, Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. That's what I'm telling you to be, be mindful. But when I'm talking about Beyonce, I'm not talking about Jay-Z. I want to go see a Beyonce concert. I want to see my fave shake her ass by herself. She can hold it down, okay? That's what I want to see. I also want a Beyonce album. Just be. Please and thank you. Anyway, wasn't my point. I want, so for this particular rollout, the price points were, were spot on. They were market value. There's not a single sneaker on there that's not, that's outrageous for what it is. You know what I'm saying? The price points for it were perfect. It's functional. It looks like athleisure. It doesn't look like, it looks like she's got this asymmetrical dress that I cannot fucking wait. And it's fire the cargo like the parachute jacket the asymmetrical bomber all of it is fire and it's priced correctly you got some things that are higher end you got some things that are lower end you got things that meet people in the middle it was bomb why 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 she mad because she was in there now i I just figured out that she was wearing it wasn't a sock boot like how you see like the balenciaga no it was the ivy park socks pulled over heels and bitch a concept, okay? I, too, will be doing that with my Ivy Park socks. And I can't fucking wait. I am geeked. I am so glad that my fave wrote out something and kept every economic status in mind. For the most part. Because everything was market value. Them dinners with Jay-Z really worked out, huh? Okay. You couldn't fucking wait. You couldn't fucking wait. <laughs> All them dinners with Jay-Z worked out. I hate you. <laughs> and she still got the 50000 and the dinner with Jay-Z. You're annoying as fuck, bro. You couldn't wait. But nah, real talk. We know Beyonce We know Beyonce is great at a lot of things. We know the only things that she is not great at is acting and interviewing. She don't do either. My fave refuses. Beyonce said, nah, when y'all see me, Y'all going to see me how I want you to see me. And that has been the model of my life. You're going to see me how I want you to see me. So, A, B, so yeah, shout out to my fave. Shout out to my Ivy Park that's probably, it's on its way. I, I The cargo skirt, skirt, y'all probably will never see me wear anything else. It's so fire. Um, so, this kind of rolls into hot topics. So, you ready? Yeah. Prayers for Delonte West. Mm-hmm. There was recently a video that circulated online of him um, out of his mind, quite clearly out of his mind. Like he was getting, so, so he was getting beat up by like a couple people. Yeah. Um, and then like they had like had him sitting down kind of like talking to him and you can just clearly tell that like he wasn't in his right mind. Um, so those, for those who do not know who, who Delonte West is, again, this is a, yeah, a little bit about the sports, but this is a more broad topic. All right. Delonte West is a former NBA player. 
So he started he started basketball in college. You know, he was on a team that was like number one in the country. Um, he was on a um a couple LeBron teams, like when they won sixty six games and was in like Eastern Conference Finals. Like he was literally almost at the height of what you could be at your profession, as far mm-hmm. as like, and so, but he was always open about his struggles with mental illness. Um, like he he had he dealt with anxiety, he dealt with like bipolar disorder, depression, like all of those things. And like he's even mentioned like how LeBron and like the teammates when he was with the Cavs like really helped him out because he had, he got like a he got like a weapons charge. Um, I think it might have been either in D- his hometown to DC or whatever, because he was riding around with like some guns on him because like he was paranoid because he felt like people were trying to come get him, and like that really fucked him up because he felt like he had let his team down, let his you know the, his support system down, and like LeBron and the Cavs really stayed stuck with him and stayed you know right. try to help him out. But so his mental is- illnesses have been documented. Um, when he he watched out of a league, so like a lot of times in professional sports, like. You don't choose to retire. They choose to retire you. It's not like corporate America where you can kind of ha- you can kind of hang on. Yeah. But it's like, no, like, if you don't make one of them infinite spots, some 400 spots or, you know, however many spots, it's, o- it's it. It's over for you. So he was one of those. And, and it kind of led, you know, he kind of spiraled out of control. There's rumors of Delonte West sleeping with LeBron's mom. Never, never confirmed by anybody that right. had like actual you know clout to confirm that but there was rumors and so and so i guess and so then you kind of there's a couple incidences of just kind of seeing him out like he's homeless like and and just kind of really in a bad spot and so the reason why i wanted to talk about this is to kind of say this mental health is not always pretty we we as a culture we have gotten better as far as like acknowledging mental health yep from where we were five years ago Mm-hmm. we've gotten better but we're not there yet i think we we still as a culture in my opinion if you disagree with me my information's in the description we can have a conversation about it come at my friend correctly um but we we don't do well if if we so we we know how to like talk about depression or talk about anxiety you know what i mean like the prettier and I don't hate using that word, but like the the more mainstream, more socially palatable mental illnesses. Right. We don't know. We don't really have that same level of conversation or duality for bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or 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 manicness or how like sometimes that people right. who can't get therapy for their mental illnesses choose to dose themselves with illegal drugs, narcotics, and how that just kind of continues the the scenario yeah um luckily for my timeline i did i saw some people making fun of it but the majority of people i choose to follow understood that like this I'm man's extremely proud of damn my timeline because when i saw that video the first thing i thought about was damn my feelings are hurt because like my feelings were hurt because nobody it's hard i can only imagine what his what his family's going through his the children mother of his chil- yeah. you know and the mother of his children you know his his actual parents his support system seeing their loved one out there and when you're manic because i have one of my siblings as suffers with bipolar disorder and this hit close to home for me because i know what they look like when they're manic and there's literally nothing i can do for this one there's nothing i can do for you and it's also it affects your relationship with them it affects it to the point where we didn't have one. We don't have one. And we're getting better 
because they're seeking, like they, they sought out help. We've got medication that works. They're figuring that out. But in the meantime, when those highs hit and when those lows hit, you can't, there's nothing you can physically do to say, no, let's, let's come out of this. Like you, you cannot reason because they can't process that. You cannot logic your way out of that conversation because they not, you cannot process it. It's literally got to be, you have to be medicated and you have to be qualified, trained professional to deal with that person. So seeing him in that state actually made me low key cry. And it was, it, it was like, not only that, like you could tell when he's not, he, he wasn't even really even speaking in coherent sentences. No. And so like, and it did, it did kind of like a lot of his NBA family, like his former teammates and former coaches was like, yeah, we reached out, checked up on over the last few months. Like again, cause there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. For I did a person see a tweet from like, I guess the, the manager or someone somebody let me not misquote but somebody who's big and home office calves saw it and was like we're gonna do something about this yeah like his former coach uh his former college coach uh his his former college teammates like and because and like players from all across the the the, the country because again it's like these people are were paid to entertain us yes for a game and when you're at your highest highs where you're like when you dunk on somebody and you're like you have 20,000 people like cheering for you it's amazing and then just see kind of that fall off to where you're on the streets like shirtless after somebody just beat you up for whatever reason and and, and, and it's like it's, it, it sucks and it's also like again mental health is not pretty right. so if we really consider if we really consider ourselves not our ancestors when it comes to being better at mental health we have to understand that this is mental health too. It's not just, it's not just the the, de- the depression, the functioning, the functioning depression. And I think a lot of y'all, when you talk about depression, you self-diagnosed, and we don't understand how se- the severity of that is. And I do believe that a majority of us do deal with some type of anxiety or some type of depression or some type of state. Or or some it's, a lot of it is like it's also like seasonal seasonal affective right. disorder that's un, that's un, that's diagnosed. But I think we have to be careful as far as like right marginalizing that are like oh my god like i'm so depressed like no baby you had a bad day like you've had a bad you had a bad day or you can you can literally and i do believe that we go through phases where this is just a really dark time and in those times you need to beef up on your self-care on and and being a lot more self-aware and present for self first and i don't necessarily consider that i don't because i know depression is an actual mental illness being careful about saying that. And if you haven't been diagnosed with it by a qualified trained professional, stop. Because you're adding to stigma. Yeah, and and and, and the depression is is when it managed correctly, it's 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 similar to like having like a chronic like high blood pressure. When it's managed correctly, you can live a functioning normal life with it. The problem that we have is like not only do we talk all this big shit about mental health and then fail to kind of, you know, back it up as far as, like, non-trained professionals. But also, the medical system in of itself makes it extremely hard for affordable mental health. Whether, whether because mental health doesn't get diagnosed the same way that physical health does, co-pays and premiums and, like, percentage that comes out of pocket is different. Yes. Then you have a lot of therap- therapists. Therapy who, is expensive as fuck. Then you have a lot a lot of therapists, a lot of psychologists, psychiatrists who and don't, I didn't realize. don't accept any forms of insurance. Yes. 
Or if a if you find somebody who does accept your insurance and is within your price range, they, they, they're booked up for five, six months. Yes. Because, like, they're not accepting new clients at this time. Mm-hmm. So it's like all of those things kind of come, come into play. And when we just say go seek therapy, it's, it's really diminishing how active, actively difficult it is to find a therapist that works within your budget, that works within your time schedule, that works within your insurance network, if you have one. And if they do all of those things, are we accepting new people? So we we have to be better as far as like not stigmatizing, not diminishing the struggles of mental health, as well as understanding that mental health isn't always pretty. It isn't always something that can easily be wrapped up into a into a one-hour right. episode on Netflix. It's not pretty. It's ugly. It's gritty. It sometimes makes you want to turn away. Because Literally I've seen... imagine being out of your fucking mind. Being out of your mind. You, as you know it, aren't you. And what my... You're in an alternate reality where everything makes sense to you and only you. Yes. It's like it's like seeing imaginary things that make a hundred percent to you, but then you try to explain it to everyone else. It's like you're speaking an entirely different language. Yes. It's it's disorienting. It's disorient it's 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 it, it, it makes you feel like you're betrayed, not only by your other friends who but you're by yourself, your mind is betrayed. And then you constantly feel misunderstood because you are. Because what you're what you're seeing only like you said, only only you do. Only you see your world. And it, it it quite literally makes you crazy. So I again, I want us to say and and not only and not only prayers and well wishes and hope Delante West gets the help that he needs, but also the millions of people who are going through a similar situation but who don't have a name recognition. Like I have to un, we have to un, you know the the classism in in the celebrity kind of in this in this as well. Like there's a hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who are probably going through similar situations as Delonte West, but because they're not Delonte West, because they do not have they're the not name recognition rallied, right? of, of, of someone who used to be, you know, be in the NBA, they, people aren't going to rally to help them right. because they don't know them. They're just going to write them off as some crazy person on the bridge or some crazy person on the street and just going about their day. It sucks to say. It sucks. You hate to like. Ugh. You hate to see it, actually. Um... Speaking of, have you seen the Aaron Hernandez doc? Yeah, I have comments on that. I haven't watched it yet, so we'll put a pin in it for next week because I plan on watching it this weekend. <laughs> I almost, I don't want to ask because I don't want you to piss off Doug on this episode. What? No, I didn't. Okay, <laughs> fuck me. Okay, the, hi, Doug. Hi. We can make this a bro date and you and I will go see Queen and Slim. Yeah, it's, it low-key might be out on like Blu-ray. It's right gonna be, I guarantee it's probably. <laughs> it's out on digital at this point. I'm so sorry. I need to go see it. You could probably fire stick it. I, at this point, yeah. Like I'm, a, I, I think that's what I'm gonna do. I, I want to see it. I honestly, I've been busy as fuck. I don't have any time to go see none of this shit. And honestly, I want to go on Tuesdays because it's five dollar movie day. By the time we get out of the fucking studio, I'm tired, and I'm gonna fall asleep in the movie. Then who's? It's no fucking good. So I think what I'm gonna do is tomorrow. Actually, I have to be in Columbus tomorrow. I'm, I'm a no peace. No, you're no, you're not. I'm gonna know peace one day. <laughs> is is it gonna be a 2020 sis? Actually, yeah. Because what's crazy is that everything I'm doing has been productive, busy. It hasn't been like I'm on debauchery and shenanigans, busy. Cause it's cold. <laughs> if we outside when it's cold, <laughs> it has to be productive. Yeah, because I hate I hate being fucking cold. I hate it. 
nothing grinds my gears more. Anyway, feelings fucking suck, bro. Yeah. What, you want to elaborate on that? I do. So for a while now, I've been trolling about wanting a a boyfriend this year, right? Mm -hmm. And And all your true friends have recognized it for what it is. Trolling. And then I was like, I actually brought this up to my therapist in my last appointment. I said, I think I really want to try to be, like, try, try dating, like, seriously. Like, more serious than what I've currently been doing. She was just like, in her suggestion to me, she said, well, let me ask you something. So we asked a series of questions. And her biggest thing was that, because I was explaining to her the last dating situation I was in. And how it ended and how my feelings really got hurt behind that. Like, she was like, well, you saw the forest for the trees with this man a long time ago, and you stuck around. And I was like, yeah, because, like, when we're together and it's just him and I, like, shit was sweet. It was great. It was grand. But then we went sour every time. It never failed. It was up high, great, awesome. Everything was fucking beautiful. And then we would go through this period of time where I couldn't fucking stand him. And she's like, well, you stuck around, though, right? Like, she kept driving that point home. And I'm like, yeah, what's your point, sis? She was like, well... You And she said this, and these were her exact words. She said, why did you allow yourself to be mishandled and then screamed abuse? <laughs> Yo. Did you want to fight her after that? Bro, I almost fired her. I almost got up off the fucking couch and, like, fired her. That bar hit me so high, bro. I had to text it to the group chat, bro. I was like, who the fuck she talking to? And then. Yo ass. It sat with me. Because she's right. You, I saw the forest for the trees with this man months ago. Stuck around for bullshit because it was fun. Sex was fire. The little bit of attention that I was getting when I was getting it was great. But it was never what I wanted in any capacity. It was never on my terms. It was never in a way that made me, make, made me feel fulfilled in the interaction. Never. If it wasn't outside of an orgasm, what the fuck were we really doing? Why was I so stuck on this? Why? Right? And then, so shout out to Briscoe, Brandon. Um, he wrote a journal entry to black women. And he allowed me to share it. Like, he shared it with me. And I ain't read it because it wasn't for me. But I saw, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was one of the things I was like, I'm not the attendant audience. And I don't want to. I, but honestly, if Brandon's okay with it, I will share it with you. Mm-hmm. Because, again, it is his, still his journey. Yeah, it's history. his story. And, you know and to be honest with you, it made me cry. And in a nutshell, it was an apology to black women for his harm. And unintentional or unintentional. And just recognizing that in totality, like, he is nothing without black women. And it wasn't like saying this big ass black woman asked his session, but it was just recognizing that as a black man, his responsibility to the black woman that he says that he claims and loves and holds in such a high regard. And what's crazy is that reading that shit made me realize that I don't demand enough. Okay. Um, I don't connect connect for dots for I, me. I am right. Okay. Because I don't ask for enough, or in situations where. Why am I bending for to be treated well? Why am I bending on that? Why is that a compromise? You do X, Y, and Z. I don't like the way X, Y, and Z, you doing X, Y, and Z makes me feel. But because I want the man, I want you, I'm okay being laxed on this boundary for you. And his journal entry made me realize how often I've done that. 
not even just with that particular situation, but just in general. I want to see the potential in you, so I'll relax on something that I shouldn't. Okay, so I guess my now I'm not. It's not a comment necessarily attacking. So it's like I truly believe that no person is perfect, right? Right. And I don't even know if anyone's perfect for each other. I don't think there's a hundred percent compatibility. Absolutely not. Because that would require two people to be perfect. But I also believe in compromise. And so I guess my question, my question but, was, go ahead. What's your question? My question. So it's like I think we, as people, men and women, you know, all of that, have to. For, again, we talk about doing the work. The first thing we have to do, the work on, is ourselves. We have to kind of have a hierarchy of like what things am I not willing to compromise on? What things? Okay, if it's like almost there, I, I'll be all right with. And what things are like not necessarily deal breakers, and I think we have to know that, right? From the, all so, like the back of our hand, and first. that's what I said. So the accountability portion was on me. You cannot treat me in a way that I don't allow you to. You, ha- you, I have to give you permission to disrespect me. I have to give you permission to mishandle me. I have to give you the pass and the right and the authority and agency to mishandle me because I didn't check that shit in. That's on me. And I take full accountability for that. And in reading that, it's like what he said, it made me reflect. And it made me think, like, Alex, are you honoring yourself in the way that you demand? Like, are you truly upholding that? You demand to be treated in such a way. But the moment you catch feelings, which is rounding out my point, the moment you catch feelings, you start laxing on that shit. And I think a lot of it is, um, from my point of view, is like, let's be honest. This dating shit sucks. I don't want to ask niggas their favorite colors no more. I don't want to keep going on first dates. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's certain shit was like, it, it feels like Groundhog Day. Because <laughs> like, I'm doing this shit again. God damn. Shit. And so, but so because of that, when we find someone who kind of makes us feel something that these other motherfuckers ain't make us feel, whether it's through the sex, through the conversations, through whatever, whatever is your thing. When we find somebody who kind of elevates themselves past the, the other niggas, other women, we want to, like, finish that objective with that person. It's like starting a game. You know, one of those RPG stories or starting a book. And you want to finish the book because, like, you've already read 10 chapters. You've already got halfway through. You're invested into how the story ends. And you're like, I want to complete this. Like, I don't put, put in the time. But we have to realize that time is a sunk cost. Yes. Every day you spend doing one thing is a day that you can't get back to do something else. And a lot of people, I'm not perfect. We're not perfect. A lot of people hold on to a mistake because they spent a long time making it. And because you spent a long time making it, because you spent a long time trying to fix it, you, you, we now is like, well, fuck, I'm already put this time in. I might as well keep going instead of realizing that that time is spent no matter what you do. So if you, we have to look at each day and kind of reevaluate each day, like, okay, where am I at? Right. And so that's what, you know, rounding out is that I had to realize that feelings fucking suck. And I liked somebody that, didn't like me back and I invested time into that and just in the healing process of that because you're allowed to mourn just because you're not you're allowed to mourn every version of a relationship right 
It doesn't necessarily have to just be always be platonic or romantic or whatever it was. The a relationship is literally just the agreement between two people. Mm-hmm. Call it what you want. And when that shit ends, it hurts. Oh, absolutely. And I have to realize that there are a couple of relationships that, bro, that fucking stung. And if you don't acknowledge that it hurt, you're going to make the same mistakes. Right. And, and so, then realizing that this person fucking sucks, but I miss you. And, un- and understanding that just because I miss you, does that mean that I need to have you back in my life? And it's not necessarily... And I am struggling e- like fuck, because between you, I, and the couple hundred listeners that we have, thousand, excuse me, subtle flex, couldn't help myself. I, I miss fucking this person. And that's my point. I miss fucking you. I got high the other night and was like, God damn. We can miss, and I want to edit what you said. Like, I can miss a person and still realize they fucking suck. I want to edit that. You don't, you can miss experiences with that person. Understand, you don't necessarily miss a person. Because missing the person means you miss all of that person. We discussed mm-hmm. that you don't fuck with all of that person. And but I you fuck, you. But you fuck yeah, with like, bro, I was in my experience. bed smoking my weed. And I was like, bruh, this was our vibe. I want to get put through a mattress right now. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we used to do. It's not, it's not healthy. No. And I promised myself, and one of my goals actually was for this year, was to do shit that future Alex would be proud of. Future Alex would not be proud of continuing to open up chapters that I have put hard closes on. We can't reward people for bad behavior. At this point in my life, I can't do it. And, like, there's been times where it's like, I've done that too. I mean, I did that with the person for, before Beloved. Whereas, like, Shirty would be just, like, a spoiled-ass brat. And then I'm like, and then I reward you with dick because you're a spoiled ass brat. I reward you whatever that you ask for, whatever place that right. we go to, because I, I, a, I don't want to hear your mouth. It is either it's easier to just do the shit than to go into this argument. B, we both want to fuck later. And so then, now I'm like, so now again, I can't get mad at what I've, I've I've allowed you to become. Right, and that's the other part about it, because then I have to realize, like, really, I took a journal and I broke down, I I dissected. I autopsied my past, the past interactions that I've had in the past year. Did a full bone aut- autopsy of this shit. Because I wanted to get it out of my head. And I didn't realize that that particular situation affected the last situation so much. And this is where, again, and he you was in your own head. Did not deserve that at all. Absolutely not. Loki, and I'm not intentionally. But because I was still healing from, like, mm-hmm. that situationship, yep. mm-hmm. trying to date someone yep. who was also exiting a yep. situation recently as well, mm-hmm. bro. What, what, not, you, what you're realizing is what, that, like, your friends realized because we weren't in the shit. Like, it's hard, it's hard to realize when you're in the mud. I hurt him. And what's crazy is that I don't know. And our relationship was very different. As a matter of fact, like, we cussed each other out last week. Because he was going through things. And I wasn't a friend to him because I didn't know. Because I had created so much space because of the other shit we had going on that he didn't even feel comfortable coming to me. That's hurt. Because regardless of whatever the romantic aspect of our situation was, I was we were always friends to each other. Right. But because of how fucked up that end of shit was, we couldn't even be friends to each other. And more or less, I couldn't be the friend that I promised him that I would be because of how fucked up everything else was. No, not how fucked up everything else was. Let's take some accountability. How fucked up I was to him. 
So if you were to allow me to, I would love to make it up. I don't know how. I was selfish. I was dead ass wrong. And I allowed him to catch feelings that, not that I couldn't reciprocate. You I weren't re- ready for it. You weren't ready for the feeling. Re- I wasn't ready for it. And it's one of those things where it's like, we, you can't, so you can't bleed on someone else who didn't cut you, right? It's like, and if you don't allow yourself to heal, you'll open up that wound again, and now someone else has to, is getting And what's blood. crazy is that Beloved was so, continues to be so supportive, but he's hurting, and I can't sit here and say that I'm not part of that, intentionally or unintentionally or whatever it was, but also being in the person, being somebody who was just recently in his shoes, that was shitty. It was shitty. And we and we are not responsible. We are only responsible for our actions, not our intentions. Like we have right. great intentions and horrible actions. Like you right. still gotta own up to them actions. And even though I had all the intentions in the world not hurting you, or all the intentions all the intentions in the world are not leading you on, or whatever else. If I did that, I gotta own that. Even if I could I could I could autopsy the conversation and show you everything, but like and then it's not gonna make you hurt less. Right. So it's like yeah, we got to eat that. And we also, own that. realizing that I low-key miss Beloved. Not even low-key. I miss being around him. I do. I'm, I miss being around him. And then we got to eat that as part and of... And you got to eat it because you didn't handle it right. So, shout out to him. Um, I'm always here. I, I don't even... I, I think he still listens. So, if you hear this, yes, this is about you. And yes, I am extremely sorry. Feelings fucking suck, bro. Zero out of ten. <laughs> Do not you know, recommend. You want to know how bad feelings fucking suck? I'm working for Valentine's Day. I picked up the on-call shit for Valentine's Day. Who shit. God damn. I will be working Valentine's Day weekend. I picked up the entire weekend. Because you just ain't want to, you ain't nope. even want to. I don't even want to have time to think about it. I did not. I made reservations for Valentine's Day early because, again, you don't want to be caught slipping last minute. <laughs> nah, you actually like this one. I do. You really like this one. I do. We I, like this one. Yes, we like this one. Um, and again, feelings feelings suck because it's like Calvin. This looks so good on you. Shut up, Brian. Shut up. Okay, so we. No, nope. I'm Mm-mm. not gonna cry. No, I. You better not fucking <laughs> cry. I'll beat your ass. Okay, so I'm sorry, guys. Ma'am, <laughs> ma'am. Anyways, wait it, a minute. <laughs> no, let me do this, nigga. What the fuck are you about to do? Cause I, 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 I promised the both of y'all that I would, I would, on y'all time, y'all on y'all time. You not hiding the world. <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> hear me out. I'll be. We'll both beat your ass. You know that. <laughs> I like seeing my friends love and be loved, and seeing two people who I know both of y'all history. Seeing two people come together who I genuinely feel like deserve what they have is so fucking beautiful to me. And I'm happy for my friends. And it's not in like the whole, it's not even like, oh, me next, because we know. But <laughs> it's very much so in the fact that y'all, y'all deserve this, whatever this is, whatever label or non-label, whatever situation it is. And I, because of how intimately I know both of y'all separately, Seeing it come together and work and be respected just makes me, like, 
I'm trying not to cry right now. Cause and I, you're failing. You're failing miserably. I'm so sorry, guys, because y'all have no idea. And I've seen you both go through shit that you didn't deserve by people who didn't deserve you. And for y'all to find each other, like, it's like I'm happy for you, friend. Like, I'm genuinely, I'm fuck, I'm crying. I'm genuinely happy for my fucking friends. While you go <laughs> get your shit together. Because all of them got tears. Why you do that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, let me talk. Let me give some advice on Valentine's Day. Is that fair? Why you go to work, guys? No. <laughs> go to work. <laughs> Listen. Secure the bag, friends. <laughs> if we hate slavery, um, secure the bag, friends. We are recording this on the 21st of <laughs> January. By the time this will release, will be the 24th of January. Which means that you're already late on making reservations, niggas. Facts. I made reservations like a week and a half ago. It was like, uh, because it was like, again, you don't want to be asked out on Valentine's Day doing last minute shit and they're going to chart, they're going to wax you for the last minute shit. So you make sure, you at, least make, at least the dinner reservation should be done by now. At least. I, I know, I, and you can't pre-order flowers too much because it's seasonal and like you can't. Actually, get, you sure fucking can. Can you? Yes, you can. And you can make sure that they get delivered on time. You absolutely can. Hi, guys. If anybody's listening, I love flowers. No, I can't date you because work, but flowers. Bring me flowers. I love fucking flowers. Peonies, they're out of season. Some flowers are also out of season. I love roses. Any color. Don't matter. And, okay. So, also, so, you can pre-order roses, you know, so you can time it with your paycheck. Make sure you make sure you got the bag with you. Um, You know, start paying attention to certain shit, trying to figure out, like, okay. Order your outfit right now, girl. As you're hearing this, order it right now. The dress, yes, that one. The shoes, those, that one. Mm-hmm. And, order exp- it. and express ship it because you want to have time to actually try it on. If it don't fit the way you thought it was going to fit. Bro, I love ordering my clothes last minute and hating it. And then Jade having to, like, nigger rig me into a dress. It always takes a team of three to get me dressed. Always. Because you order shit last minute. Like, for the player's ball, I have to order my outfit this weekend because it gives me enough time to hate it. I, too, have to order my outfit. This weekend. I have to order it this weekend. But so, and then also understand the level of relationship that you're at with this person who you want to be your Valentine. If if you already know that that person your Valentine is one of those things where it's like, I wish you would try to bring somebody else on Valentine's Day, nigga. You understand that level of relationship. So make sure you already have those plans figured out. You already nah. know, you already know what that person likes. But there's some people who it's like slow for you, girl. We know, Miss. I'm gonna work all weekend, Nick. We know. But there's some people who, like, Valentine's Day is, like, still a question mark. Where it's like, I don't know if this person's going to say yes. Because, you know, some people like to do the first date on Valentine's Day. Or some people, like, y'all not official, but y'all kind of talking. And, like, you let this nigga go raw a couple times. And you really hope that, like, it wasn't for nothing type shit. So it's all, so all, so a lot of different levels here. What's crazy is that I know my ovulation cycle. And if I know me, like, I know I know me, I'm going to be on my period for Valentine's Day anyway. Fucking difference does it make. You're really depressing right now. <laughs> um, and also, also, fellas, yes, Valentine's Day is uh, Valentine's Day is always the same weekend as All Star Weekend. So plan accordingly. I think that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna watch the game. <laughs> so <laughs> luckily, really fucking sad. luckily this year Valentine's Day falls on a Friday, and all the real good shit doesn't happen till Saturday and Sunday. So you can get to Valentine's Day off. You just, all you missing is like the rookies versus sophomores game. It's not a lot. And then if you handle Valentine's Day right, she will give you the rest of the weekend to watch the All Star uh, sports on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, you're gonna have to sacrifice Friday, but you'll get Saturday and Sunday if you handle your shit. See, 
Valentine's Day this year is going to be so fucking depressing. I'm going to volunteer to watch the sports. I'm going to work and watch sports. Who are you? I don't know. Depressed. We need need 150 cc's of of dark skin statin. Please. Listen, I'm about to record this and send this to the baby. Like, could you please? (laughs) Oh, you love me. Oh, my God. I'm going to record this and send this to the baby. Like, please, my my friend's only Valentine's Day wish is for you to love on her like the queen she deserves. If anybody hears this, chocolate-covered strawberries and roses, and they would make my whole day. Balloons, even. It would make my whole Valentine's Women Day. Women love balloons. I fucking love balloons and teddy bears and roses and all that shit. I'm, what's crazy, the, the nut, this nutty part about it is I'm a huge romantic. I love romance. I love doing romantic gestures. I love receiving romantic gestures. I fucking love romance. I love all that mushy shit. I do. As much as I require my space when I'm really in my bag, I love romance. The caveat here is that niggas have a two-week shelf life. Like, give her all the gifts and then leave her alone. No, not even that. <laughs> Stop being fucking annoying. Make it past 30 days, please. I'm begging I'm begging you. Now, ma'am, how much of that is, is on me? Yeah. It's, it's self-sabotage. Because we, we... We just discussed it. <laughs> and some of it might be just because I get it. I have, like, I'm so impatient. And I really just want to know what the fuck you want. And sometimes, Nick, and, and a lot of times... Niggas will enter into a situation not knowing. Like, look, truth be told, a nigga will see somebody and be like, the first thing is like, oh, she's cute. Mm-hmm. And then like, okay, she's cute. I'm going I'm to get to know her. Yes. We would like to fuck. We know that you're attractive and I would like to have sex with you. Then we start talking to you, figuring out what level does it end at? Does it lend it? Oh, she just. She's just a person I could possibly have sex with. Oh, she's a person we could kick it with. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, be, you know, have a little something where it's like, oh, I need to like lock this down. Like, we will lock something down even if we're not ready to lock something down just because, like, uh-uh, I can't have no one else have you. Mm-mm, mm-mm, you, mm, bring, you're mine. Bring, it, bring that ass here. And so we have to figure that out. And we, when, in the first, like, month and a half, we legitimately don't know. Because for me, we've discussed this, I'm not the type to rush into anymore like, oh, be my girl. I got to see you in situations. I got to see how you move. I got to see all types of shit about you. Mm-hmm. I can't see that within, it, it takes like six weeks for me to understand like, it does this have potential or does this not? Now, old toxic me will understand this didn't have potential in six weeks and then let this go on another six months because you're pussy fire. I, I am atoning for my mistakes. Look at you growing. Listen, the love of rubbing off, ain't she? Ain't she? So I have a tell from my mistakes. But it's also like I don't we don't know early. We don't know early. Like, and so and if and if and if a nigga feels like you're putting like interrogation pressure on him before he actually knows, that's that's and the see, death I'm note. I'm not too. that girl either, because I'm very slow. What's crazy is that if if I really wanted to, I would be in a relationship right now. If I really, really, really was just like, okay, let's do this. It had been rushing. It had been irresponsible. It had been a lot of different things, right? Because Beloved has asked. Like, he asked me, and I... I know he did. I wasn't ready. He's not ready. But, um, in all honesty, it was... And honestly, I did that for the both of us. It wasn't just me being selfish. Like, because I like him, and I would have definitely, I totally liked him. But anyway, I just, 
Feelings suck. They fucking suck. And 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 like truth be told, like I'm st- I'm not used to like shit going right. I'm still like almost looking for like okay, so I'm the gonna other have, shooter. Drive. Yeah, like okay, so I'm gonna happen like you know what I mean? Just it's it's, it's human nature. Like damn. Well, I'm oh, glad that you're not again sabotaging this. I'm glad that you're gonna like nah, Calvin. Like you're gonna break that cycle. Like you have to just say fuck this. I want this to work, so I'm gonna make sure it works. Fuck that. Fear be damned. I'm going to do it scared. I'm going to still be scared. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a bitch about it, though. But I'm going to do it. Fucking nigga. Anyway, moving on. Speaking of which, this is actually great. Great segue. Are we harder on ourselves than are we on other people? Absolutely. Listen, black people are harder on black people than we are on anybody else. Absolutely. Um, Whether it's film. Listen, we have, we have spent the last week and a half dissecting every Tyler Perry film known to man. Because he hates black women. How, but at the same time, like we don't we don't go through other people's shit with the fine tooth comb. We get the fuck out of here. I'm not even saying that. I'm not even saying okay, the criticism. Say. Like I'm not saying that the criticism isn't warranted. I'm not saying that Tyler Perry is free of criticism here. I you know because I'm not I was saying about that. To say, you know I'm not saying the that. entire last season of Game of Thrones we've been tearing apart. Power. We've been ripping to shreds. So, they remade Sonic because of how bad we laid into their asses. Bro, there's accountability. So, here's what... But also, I also look at it on the other side of things, right? I look at it Charlie's like... Charlie's Angels. What <laughs> the fuck was that? That made two million dollars. <laughs> the Impossible Whopper made more money than Charlie's Angels. Did. Actually, Impossible Whopper is fire. I don't trust Impossible Burgers. The reason why I don't trust them is because I feel like... They, because they taste so much like meat, I'm like, y'all doing some bullshit. Cause well, no, because Burger King got sued because they're making the Impossible Whopper on the same grill that they're making meat Whop. Anyway. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, y'all so doing is some... is it really vegan? Y'all know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like this is, this is really processed. And if it's, if it's no, really processed... honestly, it tastes like... It does taste like beef, right? But it does have... You can... It's a texture thing. That's the, that's the thing that's off. It's a texture thing. So it ta- the taste is right, but I can taste that this isn't like real meat. meat. Yeah, this isn't meat. And so it's just like it's like it's probably Damn. also mass mad process. Like it's gonna. I'm just waiting for like in two to three years. It's like, hey, did you eat an Impossible Burger? <laughs> You're entitled to compensation. <laughs> oh like I'm not fucking with it. But going back to so also look at it like we accept white mediocrity and shit that we would never accept black mediocrity. In. I would agree with that. And so that's what I'm comparing it. So I'm like, look. We will go a, a fine tooth comb through everything that Tyler Perry does, deservedly so. However, a white person can dance on beef for two seconds and everyone's fawning over him. Sam Whiteout made an entire act of his career about being a white kappa who could shimmy a little bit. Like, all of the, like. Oh, I side eyed Sam Whiteout from the gate, but that's nor here nor there. Or like, we we will champion like okay Brad Pitt done executive produce like seven black but movies here's the thing. but also but also then it's like okay congrats Brad Pitt shout out to Robert De Niro they like, were also really good movies though and was also like the we, content was also really really good but in the same way we also criticized Quentin Tarantino because of the way that he frames black people in his films we've also like Quentin Tarantino got dragged for Django and Django was a great movie. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think, listen. The, the thing I hated most about Django is how he had my baby Care Washington looking at that motherfucker. Yeah, he had her out here looking. <laughs> he had her out here looking bad. I was like, "Don't do Olivia Pope like this, motherfucker." You leave Kerry Washington alone. So, and I guess, it's, I guess for me, it's just I'm looking at it like it's like 
there's a line. I don't know where, if we found it yet where it's like, yes, accountability and making sure that we hold our own accountable because we do not want to accept mediocrity. But it's also like, okay, at what point do we over correct or over criticize or overreach about I think that Tyler Perry's criticism is has been a long time coming. And again, I argue this a lot, right? I am proud of Tyler Perry's accomplishment. Your art, your lack of diversity, the stories that you're telling do not include the people that you're telling them about. Your narrative is about about black women. I'm questioning because it's the same storyline. It's this suffer loves. It's this, it's it's abuse. It's honestly low key like who are you talking to? And then and then I realized that you're not talking to anyone. And, and then it goes back to what you said earlier. We can, if if that's how we feel about Tyler Perry movies, we have to stop watching them. And stop giving, even if it's hate watching or even it's watching just to criticize, we have to stop giving it as eyes. Because just like Tyler Perry movies, just like that gun girl from Kansas State, just like Tommy Lauren, all of those people, social media has made it to a point where all press is good press. They can turn, no matter if 75% of their engagement is negative, no matter if 75% of the people who are watching that movie absolutely fucking hate it, they could turn around and show their advertisers, show the people who are willing to invest in them, look, here's how much engagement I get per post. Right. Here's how much engagement I get every time I drop a movie. Here's how many times my name is the number one trending topic. No matter if it's hate or love, at this point, they can turn both into a dollar. So if the, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. So if we really do not give a fuck or do not like the way that Tyler Perry, I haven't watched this movie. You feel me? I don't, and and, and that's how we keep going. I want to see diversity in his writers' room. He don't got a writers' room, and that's what I'm screaming. So, and also we figured out why because when he had one, he fired everybody because they wanted to unionize because you weren't paying them. And so I'm just like, okay, it does us no good to continue to watch the movies. And watch the products or watch the videos of people we don't like or or quote. You're not that clever, sis. You don't need to quote retweet Tommy Lauren with the same joke every other nigga done quote in a retweet. You're not that clever. You don't need to give that gun girl any more views. Like Especially if, because all the views of her getting fucking dragged. You don't have to retweet retweet Megan McCain either. Like all these you don't have to give it platform. And so and because at this point We know. We know. And we're not the target audience. And so we keep expanding her reach, even if it's negative. Like, I block Tommy Lauren because I don't, like, I don't even want to see her bullshit on my timeline. I don't want to see, you're, you're not, you're only giving audience to people that you claim that you dislike. And that's true. Um, friend, your job done got you fucked up, huh? Oh, a fucking movie. What happened? So, first and foremost, these niggas <laughs> try to tell me, they tried to deny my PTO request for today. Shut up. Nigga. I was like, look, can I put it in? Because I was like, after cabin season, I'm not going to be productive and want to go to work or want to leave my house. So, I'm going to put this PTO day in. And for those who know me, when I put a PTO day in, I'm not asking. I'm not asking. I'm telling. Nine times out of ten, my flight's already booked. I am telling. <laughs> So when when you turn around and say like actually we can't accept that day because blah 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 or like somebody else wrote I'm like that's cool I'm still not gonna be in this office 
Like we can we can call it a work from home day if you want. I'm still not going to be in this office. Just so we're clear. So that's the first thing. And that was that was, that was the one time I'm like, oh, I'm definitely look, need to look for a new job because you got me figgity figgity fucked up. Secondly, and 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 this speaks to more corporate culture in a whole. So as I'm texting my supervisor to remind him I'm not going to be in this office tomorrow. And so don't come looking for me. Mm-hmm. Don't expect me. Mm-hmm. If you need me, email me. I didn't even me. answer my phone. If you need me, email me. And then he's like, then he, then he hits me for we need to talk. I'm like, you can't hit me with no we need to talk, sir. First and foremost, I don't even like it when the woman I'm dating hits me with a we need to talk. Let alone a motherfucker who could hire and or fire me. Mm-hmm. What's up? So then he goes into this whole discussion about like, how basically niggas are, niggas are, niggas are side talking about and not even side talking accurately about me and like complaining and all this shit about my shit, but I don't hear any of the complaints. So it's like, instead of coming to me with an issue, you, you tell everybody but me about what you don't like about how I'm doing, whatever my I'm job is. Oh no, we don't do that. Cause it's now it's like now, now I'm getting blindsided by this information when I didn't even think it was an issue. Secondly, now I'm on the defensive because now you're telling it's got to my supervisor forgot back to me. So now when my, so when my supervisor asked me like what's going on and I don't have an immediate answer because I didn't even know this was an issue. Right. So it's frustrating and it's frustrating for this reason. So it's like, yes, I should be grateful to have a job. There are plenty of people in this, in this country, in this world who would love to make the money I'm making at the job I'm doing. I understand I, that. But then... You getting ready to preach. But then it's also like, I understand that, and I am thankful that I have ability to pay my bills on time. It's such a blessing to have the means to take care of my own issues. It's a blessing to know where those means come from every two weeks. And, and, but it's, it's so frustrating because we, cause it's been just like, I'm not allowed to vent about my frustrations of this opportunity. Right. Because it's like, no, like y'all got me fucked up because now between this and the other issues, I'm like, I'm putting in applications, you know, Glassdoor. I got Glassdoor alerts coming to my phone every two minutes because I'm like, yeah, I need, but man, it's like, oh, they're not paying enough. Or, oh, now you got to start back at the bottom with, with your PTO. Oh, this job's 45 minutes away. And it's like, what the fuck? It's like, and it's like, it's a frustration thing because when you don't really like your job, it's also like, all the jobs out there aren't really hidden. <laughs> and then, like, we understand that 70 to 80% of available jobs never get posted because they hire internally or the hiring manager already has somebody in mind that they just kind of... They post it internally for, like, HR purposes. Or they post it just, or they post it externally because they're required by law to do so, but they already know who exactly they're going to hire. That's 80% of jobs. So we're so anything that you get, get on Glassdoor, LinkedIn, Indeed, Monster, is already the 20%. Of jobs available. And then, again, I'm not going to leave my job to take a cut and pay. That's hustling backwards. And we don't hustle backwards. I'm not going to leave my job. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you almost feel stuck. Yeah. Because it's like, y'all got me fucked up over here. But I can't leave because I'm not going to just cut my nose to spite my face. I'm not going to leave for a lesser paying job just because I don't like it over here. Nah. We gonna hustle. We're we gonna, gonna grind hustle. this out. And because the fact that I know, I know my friend like I know my friend. You've already started to put the work in. It's already starting to speak for itself. It already makes sense on paper. I mean, it makes sense in your head. So I know it makes sense on paper because the Capricorn, you will not make it. Not not make, let it make sense. 
Fuck that. And so it's and it's and it's frustrating because again, especially when I'm talking to my mother. I love my mother to death. I ride or die for my mother. I'll shoot niggas off my mother. Parents I'll, actually get on my fucking nerves but, on that conversation. Be, be, but because of that old school mindset, right? Where it's like back in my day, like this ain't your day. No What's more. crazy is that my dad called himself quote unquote trying to get a job, and I had to put in his application online. Shut up. You you know what I'm saying like in, in my mom my mom's not that. Technically, this sad, but she's not. No, super my dad sad. is seventy six years old. But she's, but it's also like she just she doesn't understand why I'm not happy, right? And I'm like, they paying you right? Like you know, what I'm saying like, you're not in danger of losing. It. I'm like, fam. First of all, they got me fucked up. Second, second of all, every time I talk to my supervisor, it's some, it's some bullshit about whatever the fuck. And I'm like, so friend, you know what you should do? And this is great advice for anybody going through this because I'm going through a little bit of something, something at my job too. I put a lunch meeting on my my boss's boss's calendar because i guarantee if they're if my supervisor has gotten wind of this shit so did his boss so there's eyes on this right mm. so i put i threw a lunch date on my account on my on her calendar and we actually was um and we we got outside the office so nobody could get an earshot and the pro- none the, of that the main problem with that for me is like my so i have a supervisor this is my supervisor supervisor i don't even consider a person who's technically my supervisor my supervisor because like we start off in the same role she just you know she got promoted so i'm like yeah you're my supervisor but like the nigga i'm talking to is like everyone's supervisor he's also remote as fuck he lives he's out of texas so it's like everything. I can't have a lunch with him. It's more so like we got to set up a conference call. We got to set up like one of those one-on-one so phone calls. Just, and we we but are. You take that initiative because mm-hmm. if you allow him to put it on your calendar, you're gonna come in in the defensive period. You say, you know what? I need to talk to you, and I need to make sure that not even just you hear my side of things, but I want to make sure that a if you are doing something that that's not not correct, that you recognize that and b say, bro. I can't fix issues I don't know about. So if I were you, I'd just throw something on this calendar. I need to talk to you. And this is the time and date we're going to do it. The equivalent to, because one of my, I stayed a little late today at work, and me and my my lead, we went and grabbed a drink downstairs. I need to talk to you because I don't like the way things are going, and I'm frustrated, and you can going to lose me. I find a job. Listen, so this is the equivalent of like when when your girl hit you like we need to talk you just text back yeah we have I had some things on my mind I had some things I, um, exactly we both nervous now we both, both got anxiety bitch <laughs> fuck that uh, but yeah corporate America is annoying so I watched Power last night and it was like Tommy episode of anybody who watched it listen my Sundays and weekends were already disappointing enough just dealing with the sports I decided I'm not letting power stress me out this season week. the Browns stress you out enough huh Browns stress me out the Buckeyes stress me out all my teams stress me out I, you know what Crying. I'm not I'm not gonna let power stress me out too so come to find out Tommy's getting a spinoff Tommy season one he's getting a spinoff yeah. so shout out to that actually I think Tommy's episode might be great because Tommy is a great actor. Like, okay. I'm, probably, I'm just like, I'm so overpowered at this point. Like, anything power related, I'm just like. Yeah. I too, I'm going to rewatch the episode. I fell asleep on it a little bit. But like, I was also exhausted from the road or whatever. But I am going to watch it. I do want to see what happens, how shit goes down. Just and also, see. these power leaks are getting crazy. Yeah, y'all got to relax, bro. We know the season is ass. But still, stop leaking the shit. What do you get out of leaking shit? Okay. Hold on. PSA for all the hackers in the world. 
Y'all are hacking everything besides the, besides the things that matter. Y'all are hacking power episodes. Y'all hack the baby's iCloud. Y'all are hack everybody but Sally Mae and Megan Stallion's iCloud. I'm going to take three days of PTO <laughs> the day that Megan Thee Stallion's news lit. We might have like uh, I might have we might throw a kickback. <laughs> we might throw a kickback for that. I I swear to God. Listen, y'all are hacking everything besides Sally Bay and Mega Science iCloud. I need y'all to focus on the things that matter. Not even, and I know we say that and being funny, but I've had my nudes leak, and it's, it's not, not fun. It's not, it's fun. not fun. fun, and we I mean it's, it's totally in jest. I'll say this: if Mega Stallion ever decides to do OnlyFans, <laughs> I'm signing the fuck up. I'm crying. I'm actually subscribed I, to one person's OnlyFans. I don't pay. Listen, I listen. I do not pay for OnlyFans because in my head, just the math doesn't math for me. But if Mega Stallion comes with OnlyFans, whoever I'm dating is going to have to understand that I'm going to have to subscribe to Mega Stallion's OnlyFans. What's crazy? We is, might have a joint account. I was about to say, <laughs> y'all might be able to go half on that fucking account if you if I know my friend like I know my friend. Anyway, so I just. Got that off real quick. Can we just hack Sally Mae? Also, anti-vaccination parents are at it again. Y'all are fucking idiots. Leave my fucking... Listen, vaccinate your fucking kids. And the crazy thing is, anti-vaccination parents got vaccinated themselves. You got vaccinated your fucking selves because this wasn't a thing, you dummy bitch. Vaccinate your fucking kids. Someone said the vaccinations <laughs> gave the baby Alzheimer's. I hate people. What? Now babies got Alzheimer's. <laughs> Someone said, like, that's why they be tripping out when they say people, you do peekaboo, because they didn't forget who the fuck you are. <laughs> I'm fucking weak. <laughs> hey, but real talk, vaccinate your kids. And everyone's like, well, I don't understand why such a big deal. Can't just let people's parent who they parent. No. no. Because first and foremost, there's something called herd immunity. Herd immunity is basically, for most diseases, if, as, as long as somewhere between 83 and 94% or higher of the population is vaccinated, that means that everyone else is cool, too. Once we get, and I think for measles, mumps, and, like, the vaccination that you get for, like, as a kid, that close, is closer to 94. So that means mm -hmm. if more people are vaccinated, it means everyone is also safe. The reason why that is important is because some kids who have weak immune systems who are can't, who can't get vaccinated at the same time everyone else can need the herd immunity in order to not get sick. So every time one of you little assholes decides to put your disease infested kid in danger because you don't fucking vaccinate them, you're causing stress and strife to some other kid who couldn't get vaccinated because he wasn't healthy enough. Your kid being fully healthy enough and not getting a vaccine is wildly different than someone who literally doesn't have the immune system necessary to handle the vaccine exactly. at that age. Secondly, if we have all of these technolo technological advances only be taken out by the goddamn mumps, I promise you, mm -hmm. I'm shooting someone I'm in going the face. To fucking riot. We have self-driving cars, and yet we are trying to get diseases from the 1800s. What the fuck is wrong with you? Vaccinate your fucking kids. And if you don't believe in vaccinations, don't have fucking children. It's okay to be child free. But don't have your little disease infested asshole running around my offspring. Because I'll beat you and your baby's ass. Facts. You ready to get to this question of the day, friend? Yes. Because this was actually fun. So the question of the day brought to you by Shoot Your Shot Pod, your great host, was if the, in the, the tragic event of a race war, 
because it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen soon. Which white person are you saving? So I've got a a lot of people said um, Gary Owens. Appar- shout, out to, shout out to Miami University. Shout out to Cincinnati. Apparently Gary V is a guy. Um, he's he's one of the dudes who has like these inspirational ass like videos of like basically saying like, look, get off your ass, do shit. Oh. He's like the white version of Everest commercials. Got it. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, Mike, Beyonce's assistant. I'm sorry. Who who who's that? I t- I said I don't know who that is either. Tina I'm Fey. Daddy Rock slapped. Uh, mean Girl slaps. Slaps. Ellen Pompeo. Shout out to Dr. Gray. Yes. Rory from Rory from Joe Budden podcast. The White Kappa. The, and, the original White Kappa. Put some respect on his name. And then, uh, well, Gil Producing said his white sands. So whoever that is. But all, alpha men are safe with me. <laughs> I know his white sands actually probably my Neo. So I'll, I'll make sure. He's safe. Okay. He's safe. Mac Miller already gone, so nobody. R.P. Mac Miller. And, and then somebody said Tinker Hatfield. Well, and I had to Google him, right? Because <laughs> I don't wear sneakers. But... Yeah, he he made he he made the Jordan sneakers hot. Like he right. designed them. So Tom Hanks. Okay, right, Tom Hanks. If listen, if Tom Hanks ever came out like with some bullshit, I'd be upset. Tony Hawk got a couple votes. Too. Tony Hawk is actually one of my votes. Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man Forever. Sandra Bullock. Bill Nye. OG Triple OG. Robert De Niro. Even though he's getting a divorce from his black wife. That's I know, but he's only dated black women. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be generous. <laughs> sure, I'm sure. His DM's open, sis. George Clooney. Eh. Somebody said Barack Obama's mama. I'm tired. Also, <laughs> wasn't... Was a mom white or a dad white in that one? I don't know. I don't know. We know Barack good, but what's, what's like... My favorite response has to be this one. <laughs> was fuck. And I cannot stress this, this enough. Them crackers. <laughs> so shout out to Logan, the big tit witch. That was, <laughs> shit was so fucking funny. All right. So here's here's mine. And I ain't gonna lie. I'm judging some of y'all and y'all white people choices. Um, Vante Blante. Shout out to my boy Vante. I love Vante. Bernie Sanders slash uh, Michael Scott, Steve Carell. He he originally said Barry Sanders because he's so Detroit. Oh my. That shit was so fucking funny. Um, Alexa says Gary Owen and Liz Warren. Um, okay. Warren G's. Um, my baby Tia says Betty White. That's it. However, baby, Betty White, 98. I don't think she's going to live to the next, to the race war. I think she. <laughs> uh, can we euthanize her? Because I don't. Can, I, we, can, can we freeze her? Can we? Can, yeah, yeah. Like, like we got to put her in like a, a tank somewhere just frozen and dethaw her when this shit is some, over. No, someone said, no, uh, CJ said at the campus, he was like, everyone who's visited Betty White is visiting her for the last time. <laughs> they don't even know. I was dying. Um, Sweetly Louise says, uh, Seth Rogen and Dave Franco. Only fat Seth Rogen, though. I mean, fat. fat Seth Rogen. Um, Picks Not Taken says Gary Owen as well, and Joe Biden. Eh, uh, we can let uh, Joe you can, go. You can let Joe go. Um, Pity No Fool says Ellen DeGeneres and Bill Gates for the culture. Bill Gates has done a lot, but I'm not saving no billionaires. I ain't saying no billionaires. We, we eating the rich. Um, Go Home Roger says Jim Carrey, Robert Downey Jr., respectable. Um, Starter Millennial, Starter Millennial has actually, in my opinion, the worst choices. She says Mark Wahlberg and Jason Momoa. Not Jason Momoa's spicy white. He's Samoan. He don't count. He's, Mark Wahlberg is a closet closet racist. He he was he's been convicted of beating up Asian and black folks. Yeah, he can we, go. He can go. Um, Pixar like Taken also says my best friend Jeff because he's down for the cause and learn how to best support the people. Yeah, some of y'all like um, let's shout shout out to Bandits. She said Lincoln's white um, white um, brother. Okay. 
Uh, Picasso AF says, my grandma and aunt, the rest better st- strap up. I was like, I didn't even know you had white people in your family, but. Sh- my girl Aspen said, I better save her. She's also white. Now, Aspen's one of the white women I might ride out for. She's cool. She gets it. Um, so sincerely, Sade says, Ellen Pompeo and Gary Owens. You can't afford Brie, says Robert De Niro and Britney Sanders. Her her choices are combined like 155, but, you know. I'm crying. Miss Melanie Moreau says none. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Um, Little Red 13 says Mark Ruffalo and uh, Robert Downey Jr. because science pros for life and MCU stands up. Kayla underscore K says Nick Kozer, uh, that white anchor who went viral. Yes. Uh, and Gary Owens. Um, Shaw Kennedy says none. That'd be all right. <laughs> Um, K Jazz twelve seven ninety two says Anne Hathaway and Tony Hawk. Okay. Uh, underscore the book and Matthew says Gary Owen and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is from Cleveland Heights. You know he's a black woman. <laughs> he, like he ain't named nothing but black woman if he lives in Cleveland Heights. Period. Uh, all I do is win. Says whoever knows a Taco Bell recipe. That's it. <laughs> Ew. I like sir. Um, Stacy says I can't even think of one. Maybe Anne Hathaway. Um, James Garnessa says Sandler Bullock and mm, I don't know. Not Mike, so he gotta go. That's your fault for dating white men. Ain't no one tell you to do that shit. Yeah. Ain't no one tell you to date no white people. Listen. Um, Marky E.M. says Bill Nye and Dirk Nowitzki. Okay, Dirk Nowitzki. And uh, Corbin Corb says, kill them all. Yours truly, Corbin Corbin. Of course. Of course. Shout out to, you know what? Shout out to Trap Nerd. Trap Nerds has invited us on our podcast. We so we're going to make that, that happen. We set that up. We're definitely going to make that happen. But um, real quick, uh, church announcement. My my two white people. I'm saving Alex Jermaine Trebek. Oh, you're right. Fuck me. Saving Alex Jermaine Trebek and Tony Hawk are my two white people. Jermaine Trebek. Yeah. You Honestly, saw, you, you saw that 70s. You saw that 70s picture. Tremaine. Yeah. Name, yeah. Um, white person I am saving Sarah Paulson. Okay. Okay. American Horror Story. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. And um, I have one more. Oh my god, I just blinked. It, it, yours might have been Ellen Pompeo too. Uh um, uh, no um. Fuck. It was Elizabeth Warren and Betty White. Okay, shout shout out to Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Elizabeth Warren definitely saving Elizabeth Warren. She's safe with me. All right, Chase announcements. Uh, yes. So shout out to the players' ball. Mm-hmm. I think tickets officially get released. I want to say this week if they haven't already. Yeah, they got released. If you know, you know. It's a private event only, so you don't ask us for the link because we are not authorized I, to send that motherfucker. I am not authorized to send it, and I am not trying to get cussed out by the also Graysons. Don't, don't want my invitation rescinded. I'm not trying to get cussed out by the Graysons. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. <laughs> oh no. They go. Actually, will, actually, will beat my ass. Whip my ass. Okay. <laughs> Whose man's is this? Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. Okay. No. Um. Orange soda is coming to Cincinnati. It is being pushed back till March. Better to do it right than to than 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 to not do it at all. Um, so be on the lookout for that again. Um, also, y'all, cop them tickets for R and B only. It's coming to three cities, the three C's in Ohio. Don't fucking play. You got time. And they're all after Valentine's Day. So if you had a chance to reevaluate where you stood on Valentine's Day, if that nigga didn't get you that gift, sis, go find you your nigga R and B only with eye contact. If, if 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 all shorty gave you for Valentine's Day was that same pussy you got every other day, go upgrade your shorty R and B only. Um, listen, pull up, cause I guarantee I'm gonna be in at least a couple cities. So that's all I got today, friend. I am tired. We are exhausted. I'm gonna go rest my vocal cords. We are we are exhausted. We are but thankful. We are thankful. <laughs> we are thankful. Uh, it's your boy C Diddy. It's your girl Ali Nicole. Signing Peace. off. Peace.